Hi, everyone. My name is Brisa Lopez. I am the co-owner of Galagetza Restaurant here in Los Angeles and cookbook author of Oaxaca Cookbook and my newest cookbook called Asada, The Art of Mexican Style Grilling. And one thing about me that a lot of people don't know, and I am low-key embarrassed to say here to the world, is that your girl cannot ride a bike. I can't ride a bike. I can't kick balls. I can't shoot hoops. But I'll tell you what I'm great at. I can probably carry 10 plates without dropping one thing and probably two drinks. Like I, your girl can get down serving a table. So... I'm Jesse Sparks, and this is The One Recipe, a pod where we put chefs and home cooks in the hot seat and ask them, what is their one? That recipe they make for every party they host, no matter the day or time. This week, we're hitting the grill with Bricia Lopez. Bricia is the author of the new cookbook, Asada, The Art of Mexican-Style Grilling, and the co-owner of the Oaxacan restaurant, Gelaguetza. She's an avid griller who's always ready to throw down in the kitchen or in her backyard in L.A., we're checking in with her while she's doing just that, so you may hear some kitchen noise in the background. But don't take it for granted. An invitation to Hurasava is one of the highest honors in town. Bricia, hello! Hi! Thank you so much for making time. Anytime. Happy summer, happy asada season. Asada is here. I am smelling like charcoal, smelling like asada. Girl, like my hair, I can't even wash my hair. I'm like, I've given up. I'm trying to do. Oh my god! Yeah, it's in our hair. It's in our skin. I'm trying to do a perfume collab. So come at me. I'm trying to do a candle collab. Come at me. Come Ooh. at me, girl. Because I'm just gonna stay smelling like this all year. Before we get too far into it, can you kind of explain what asadas are for people who aren't familiar, or <sighs> yes. worse, maybe just think it's a taco? An asada is a gathering of loved ones surrounding the beauty of Mexican food. It's just all about coming together. And it's really a party. When you say come to the asada, it means come to the party. I think for the past few years, there's a saying that has come up in pop culture that when we see somebody doing something super cool or something that is relatable to us, to the Mexican-American culture, we always say, oh, that guy's dope. He's invited to the asada. Which means that, you know, you're going to get invited to my house and we're going to party together because you get down, right? Like, oh, absolutely. that is absolutely. the essence of what an asada is. And I've been hosting people and I've been having asadas in my home for the past, I think, seven years, six years. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty epic ones, pretty crazy ones. Everybody knows you come into an asada at Bricia's, <laughs> don't drive. Make sure you have a DD and know that you're going to be there all day. And it's so funny because <laughs> friends come and like they'll show up. It's like, oh, my, my boyfriend's getting here in a couple hours because he knows you're going to be here all day. I'm like, that's right. Okay, so at your dream asadas, ones that are like, oh yeah, no, this is definitely mm -hmm. one that Bricia threw. What are you cooking? What's on the table? Ooh. Okay, so you walk into my home, there's always going to be food and drink right away. That's number one. I'm not going to make you wait Hell yes. to eat. <laughs> so I love a nice chicharron and cheese board spread. That's my jam. That's my thing. So I have... Three types of chicharrones, a warm, a crispy, and um, masisa, that's called, that has a lot more meat in it. Then I have maybe four different types of Mexican cheeses. 
I have escabeche, I have guacamole, I have salsa, and then I have tostadas and I have a bowl of ceviche. That's just to get you in the door, have a michelada <laughs> moment, you know, get, get in the mood. Yeah. We're starting with the playlist. Yeah, getting people comfortable. We have a few, you know, banda songs that are just chill, nothing too crazy. It's just, hey, what's up? How are you? Can you kind of explain not only what chicharrones are, but also the different styles? I know that sometimes people only think that chicharrones are only one thing. So you can have chicharrones. You know there's a vegan chicharron? <laughs> put us on. Put us on to everything good at, <laughs> everything so, good at your house. <laughs> there's so many types of chicharrones. There's chicharrones that are made out of flour. They start off as just very almost like popcorn. Um, and then you fry them and they puff up. Um, and they just, they're very crispy, way, like, flowery, beautiful, crunchy snack, almost like a chip. And then they take different textures. So there's one that's more of a solid squared base. And I love those because those you can use almost like a chip. And you can put, you can put ceviche on top of them and it adds a little crisp. It just adds a little texture to it. Then you have chicharron, right? It's like actual pork, Chicharron, which is the skin. And these are the classic ones. Classic ones, yes. Thanks, chicharron. And then you have chicharron that has masisa in it. So it's crispy on the top, and then you still have some of that pork belly. Like, you still have some of that meat, and it stays there. And that on a tortilla and salsa, like, you're good. With some cheese, some crema, it's... mm. So we've walked in the door, we've gotten mm-hmm. the chicharrona spread, we've gotten the cheeses, you are out on the grill, you're cooking things. What else is on the table? So we have, I always have the meat, the beef, the flap. Someone made fun of me when I said meat, because like, what do you mean meat? There's so many types of meat. I'm like, yes, I have the flap. <laughs> I have right. the flap going. I always have some sort of chicken. I love a nice chicken thigh. It's nice and juicy, oh. never breasts. I don't really mess with breasts. Listen, dark meat have forever. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I have nopalitos, which are the cactus paddles whole. They had been salted and sitting there for a bit. So when you put them on the grill, they're beautiful, crispy and salty and just <sighs> crisp and so much citrus. It's beautiful. So oh, bright. Yeah. And then I love me a nice spring onion. I love spring onions over green onions because they have more yes. of a bite. And they're so, they're just so beautiful sweet. And then we have two types of beans. Usually I always have black beans with nopalitos on them, but I also do frijoles charros, which are uh, pinto beans with bacon and ham and chorizo and a tomato salsa inside. So I always have those two types of beans. I have a red rice or a green rice. I only do one rice usually. Mm -hmm. And then probably two to three salsas and Lately, I've just been on a flour tortilla kick. Don't know why. Don't know how it <laughs> happened. Your girl's from Oaxaca. Corn is in my blood. But lately, I've, I've been messing with a lot of flour lately. So flour <laughs> tortillas for sure. Corn tortillas for sure. Tostadas for sure. And I think that's the spread. That's the spread oh with, with everything else. And I mean... Well, no, also, wait, hold on a second. I have flanken. No, no, I actually like There's two types of asada. So I have my flap, and then I have my flanken mm-hmm. ribs, and I have my chicken. I have those three things. Those are always the heavy hitters. 
Yeah. This is why people stay until 3 a.m. This, this is it right here. Right. And then <laughs> I'm at ready some to point, go. And at some point, we start moving, <laughs> I start moving all the food inside because, you know, mm-hmm. summer LA flies are a real thing. Oh I live gosh. in Northeast LA, so flies get there. I've been to my friends' places in the West Side. Flies don't go to the West Side. Flies stay in the no, hood. I live in the hood. Like, <laughs> we get flies. So I bring them inside. Yep. And then the party around 11.30 moves inside. And then we're just now around the kitchen counter, just eating leftovers, trying to eating cold food. So it sounds like after this parade of just incredible dish after incredible dish, that your one is definitely going to make an appearance at this asada. So what is your one? I think my one recipe has to be my salsa de molcajete. And I'm going to tell you why. No matter what, no matter if you mess up your meat, if you get your chicken dry and just overcooked, if you're just like not in the moment and your meat burned or your tortillas you're busy, aren't, what, you're busy. yeah, off. you know, you're just like, you don't know what to do. Let me tell you, someone will always remember a tortilla with cheese and salsa. Or even if the meat is bad, my dad always said, when I told him I was going to write this book, he said, you better make sure every salsa recipe is good because a real asada is based on the salsa it's not even based on the meat because you can have bad meat and you can Mm -hmm. just pour it over a salsa but you can't hide the flavor of a bad salsa like if you have a bad salsa like you're just not gonna enjoy the day so yeah your dad is not putting any pressure on you at all he's like no pressure at all but you have to have the best salsa recipe so i do i i came through i came through for my dad so can you walk us through that that perfect recipe really quickly? Yeah. So here's the thing also about this recipe. I think mm-hmm. it's so simple, so beautiful. And I think it allows people to start creating their own salsas. I think a good salsa is so underrated. I think people just love dressings and they forget the mm-hmm. power of a great salsa and what it can do and transform any dish you have. So from a salsa de molcajete, you already have your fire going, right? You want to start your fire early. Uh, over charcoal, you're going to roast your tomatoes, serrano, onion, a couple pieces of garlic, and that's it. Those four things. Make sure they're super roasty, super charred, burned. You want that smoke. So are you doing anything to the serrano chilies before you throw them onto the grill? No, I mean, you can, you can or? rub them if you want. There's no searing. No, there's no oil. Okay. No one needs anything but the flavor of these vegetables. Then you can either, if you're having molcajete at home and you want to get down with the molcajete, start with the garlic first, Mm -hmm. salted, create a garlic paste, drop in the onions, mash up the onions. Then you can go with your chile and at the end, go with your tomato. Once you have all those things mixed up, taste it, season it some more with some good salt and you're good to go. No oil, no nothing. So if you don't have a molcajete, which is essentially a really big mortar and pestle, like no shame in the game, girl, like it's fine. (laughs) Drop it on the food processor and just pulse, pulse a little bit at a time because you want it to stay, still remain a little chunky and you'll have, again, the best salsa, season it. Trust me, people are going to die for this like this is this is the secret of any great asada any great mexican recipe it's the salsa that's where it's at and there's so much genius that goes on in that mojete. that salt is also helping grind up that that mm-hmm. garlic so you can fully express it oh, so it's yeah. even every ingredient is more themselves than 
if you just chopped it up and tossed it in. It's got bite. And honestly, roasting it over charcoal, mesquite, like cooking this over open fire is just going to give you the most luxurious salsa. So in Oaxaca, the way that the salsa is made is when you're home and you're making tortillas in your comal, which is essentially a clay griddle per se, <laughs> that is put on top of a wood fire oven. While you're making your tortillas, what you do is you add all of these ingredients underneath the comal right directly on the fire. So they get super ashy and burned and roasted. And then once the tortillas are ready, they bring everything out, they put in the molcajete and out comes a warm salsa with tortillas and whatever else you're having. So that is really that like, so good. it's so good. It's, it's, it's ridiculous when you have it like that. You're <laughs> like, what is this? How did you make this right in front of me? And all you had was tomatoes and serranos. Right. It's like, all you need is tomatoes, onions, serrano chilies, salt and, and garlic. garlic. You're yep. good. You're good. That's all you need. It's, don't try to get fancy. Okay, Brucia, thank you so much for taking me through this incredible recipe. My and pleasure. for taking me through your kick-ass asadas. Oh, girl, you are invited to my asada anytime, Jesse. I will see you here in LA. Bricia Lopez is the author of Asada, The Art of Mexican-Style Grilling, She's also the co-owner of Gelaguetza, a Oaxacan restaurant in L.A. You can find that recipe for her salsa tequera and mocojete on Instagram at the.one.recipe and at theonerecipe.org. And hey, if you liked what you heard here today, take a minute to let us know. Like or subscribe. It makes a big difference for us. This week's episode was made for you by producer Erica Romero, associate producer Ren Farrell, technical director Alex Simpson, and digital producer James Napoli. Sally Swift is our managing producer. APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Joanne Griffith, and Alex Schaffer. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The One Recipe was created by Sally Swift and Erica Romero. I'm Jesse Sparks. This is APM Studios. Go make some magic. <laughs> <laughs>